0: the todd stansbury podcast from ramblinwreck.com this is the official podcast of georgia tech athletic director todd stansbury as he gives you an inside look at what's happening around yellow jacket athletics now alongside
1: tech athletic director todd stansbury here's the voice of the yellow jackets andy Demetra. And welcome in once again to our summer edition of the Cast. Andy Demetra, Athletic Director Todd Stansbury. Thanks so much for finding us once again. Looking forward to catching up with Athletic Director Todd Stansbury. Hopefully give you uh, some smooth jazz for uh, whatever summer road trips may be on your calendar over 4th of July. Canada Day, perhaps, Todd?
0: Canada Day coming up. You
1: didn't think I'd forget that, did you? I knew you wouldn't. I appreciate Now, was it a, a summer vacation or a spring vacation that you guys took as a family to Florida that first... Began your origin story with Georgia Tech?
0: No, it was a total snowbird thing. Uh, We went uh, in the middle of the winter to Daytona Beach just to get out of the snow all
1: right so I, whether you're going to the beach escaping yeah. whatever cold weather you might have at this time of year we appreciate you bringing us along for it you know the drill by now make sure you like you listen you subscribe tell your friends tell your neighbors so we are coming up on the end of the fiscal year obviously we close the book on the athletic year we're gonna weave both into our conversation during this episode as well as something that you have espoused a lot internally but i think maybe is less well-known to Georgia Tech fans at large, but it's one of the core beliefs that you have as an athletic director here. So we we'll want to peel back the curtain on that. Uh, with the College World Series just finished, we are on officially now to the 2019-20 academic year. With 2018-2019, this was uh, one that I know you were very satisfied with. Yeah, no, it's uh,
0: a great year for us. And and now being you know, into this thing for, for two years, uh, uh, made made great strides um, athletically, uh, competing across the board and um, had a lot of successes. And then, um, you know, obviously continue to achieve academically with some, you know, real milestones there as well. And then, what our student athletes um, do in the community. In fact, um, uh, Jackets Without Borders was recognized by the ACC, uh, where we won the ACC uh, Game Changer Award for uh, the work that our student athletes have done in uh, Puerto Rico over the last couple of years. So, athletically, um, you know, a year ago we were, when we were talking, uh, we had three teams in postseason, this year, nine. Uh, We've gone from somewhere in the 120 range in the Learfield Cup standing to uh, what we think will end up somewhere uh, around 69 this year, Uh, 12 All-Americans, which is uh, the most we've had since, uh, I I think, uh, 2012-13. Academically, uh, 89% graduation rate, 3.0 GPA across the board. Um, the only uh, Power Five uh, program in the country that had um, an APR, that, mm-hmm. whose APR in every sport was above um, their resp- respective uh, national average. Um, so just a, a phenomenal year in every sense of the word, and really a year that when we look back through um, Georgia Tech athletics history is in line with um, those years uh, that we now look back on as the, the, the benchmark of where uh, a majority of our teams are competing at the highest level in postseason. Um, I think we ended up with uh, seven teams uh, uh, either appeared or ended up in the top 20 at the end of the season um, so really a, a strong year in, in um, every aspect of uh, uh, of what we do.
1: Thursday afternoon, also another honor for Bria Matthews, in addition to being an indoor All-American in the triple jump. She also adds academic All-America honors. People don't know what a story that is with Bria Matthews, women's track and the field.
0: Bria Matthews, in my mind, is the poster child of what we um, call an everyday champion, which is um, our mantra in describing our student-athletes, uh, that they're everyday champions, champions every day, not just game day. Bria Matthews is a freshman, um, won the ACC in the triple jump, was an All-American, uh, and then uh, suffered what, at the time, seemed like it was going to be a career-ending in- in- injury. Uh, She uh, broke her leg, which required a a steel rod put in in her leg and with the help of our coaching staff, um, our uh, strength and conditioning folks, and and, um, sports medicine, she essentially was rehabbed over two years, uh, learned how to take off her other leg or her other foot, and um, won the ACC again. And she did all that while graduating with a degree in electrical engineering with a 394. Um, This summer, she's with Intel uh, doing an internship uh, before she'll come back um, uh, to uh, go to grad school and train for the Olympics. Wow. That is an unbelievable story. Um, And in my mind, um, what differentiates Georgia Tech student-athletes. Uh, she is a great representative of um, uh, uh, competing at the highest level in everything
1: that she does. To learn to jump off your other leg, that's the <laughs> equivalent of you being a dominant right-handed hitter in baseball. And all of a sudden, now you have to learn how to hit left-handed. And you were a batting champion from the left side, just like you were from the right.
0: I mean, it is is—it's um, unbelievable. I was a long jumper, and... Uh, and I can't imagine having to learn how to long jump and be able to compete at the highest level um, uh, the way she is and, and learn how to uh, do that off, off of my opposite leg and in and, and two years, not only get back to where I was, but actually exceed what I had done um, off of my uh, do, uh, my original dominant
1: leg. It's unbelievable. Well, we'll also plug uh, the great story about Bria that is in the latest edition of Everyday Champions magazine. It also was posted on ramblinrec.com this week, so make sure you check that out. Add that to your reading list uh, for the holiday next week. So to go from you know 121 in the Learfield IMG Cup standings last year, and I know you were in no way, shape, or form pleased with that number, to, like you said, Finishing right around 68, 69 there. That, that's a pretty sharp jump. What explains that? Besides the teams all improving in their postseason finishes, anything else sort of behind the scenes that helped get that number to spike and, and get in the right direction?
0: Well, I think one is um, expectation. Uh, that uh, The expectation is that we're going to get the postseason, that we're going to compete for championships. And then infrastructure, and making sure that our student athletes and coaches have um, the you know the behind the scenes support, whether it's strength and conditioning, nutrition, sports medicine, all those things play a role in putting our student athletes in a position to, to compete at this level. Um, I think that um, you know being able to uh, expand uh, our nutrition program was incredibly important, which um, uh, which I think is, is paying dividends. Uh, you know, a year ago we were talking about uh, Nahome Solomon, who, was, um, who, who went from a, a, a good distance runner to an All-American, and over the course of a year, uh, nutrition, um, our nutritionist working with his, his coaches and, and uh, strength and conditioning staff totally transformed his body. Um, And he ended up becoming uh, an All-American. And so I think all those things uh, combined um, with uh, that and the fact that, you know, sometimes uh, the difference between winning and losing is razor thin. And some games that uh, uh, we may have been on the wrong side of a year before, uh, we ended up taking care of business and finishing. and, And so... Anyways, I think overall, just uh, a mindset that that that's the expectation. That's what we're um, that that's where we're moving towards. And I think that you know, if you look at how we did uh, this year with all of our teams and and the broad um, broad-based success that we have, uh, one of the teams that really I, I think um, you know. S- is the standard um, of where we need to be across the board is is women's tennis. Um, you know, a year ago they were in the Final Four, this year um, they ended up going to postseason and um, winning in the first round and losing in the second round. We're incredibly disappointed well what people don't realize is they were hurt all year, they just found a way to grind it out and get to postseason. They beat Ohio State in the first round. and then they're disappointed because they don't go beyond the second round. Well, when we get to the point where all of our programs are disappointed when they don't get through the second round of the NCAA tournament or whatever their um, uh, whatever the national, um uh championship looks like then we're where we need to be and so I I think we made huge strides this year and I think that you can see across the board that even those teams that um didn't make postseason um I look at softball uh had uh the best season they've had in in uh Seven or eight years, of course. Eileen Morales, uh, you know, took that program over. This is her second year, and and um, we go from uh, uh, I think it was 12 and 30 to you know 32, 33, and and, and and 12. Completely flipped the season, and is you know, and I see that her continuing to, to um, uh, move that, that program ahead, and and obviously they were disappointed um for for not making it to postseason but i told her that i'm incredibly proud of um how her team uh battled through and what they did this year and and i think that um totally changing that culture where they um, went into every every game expecting to win um coming from behind and winning games at uh, Three years ago, they wouldn't have won. So a lot of great things happened this year.
1: The the rise in the uh, Learfield IMG Cup standings, you also see that maybe as a reflection of the culture that you're trying to install here from the athletic director's office, that that's starting to take root and take hold and is maybe producing those results, or are we still maybe a little too early in the process for you to to find a connection?
0: Well, it's hard to... You know, look at one thing, um, but and some of it's timing, and you know, some uh, some of our programs two years ago may have had injuries mm-hmm. um, that kept them out of postseason, and some are in rebuilding, and and, and so on and so forth. Um, but I think the whole idea of moving our culture to a thrive culture and and getting away from this um, sometimes uh, this sur- survival mentality that um, Georgia Tech uh, alums and, 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 and students tend to have. Um, and we're, we're trying to move away from that whole, when did you get out mentality to you know what, our kids are competing at the highest level, they're graduating, they're successful in class, um, they they're successful on the, uh, you know in in their studies they're doing great things in the community and in the total person program. One of the things that I didn't um, uh, mention is uh, the fact that over half of our returning student athletes are uh, in summer internships this summer. So. Uh, In addition to all the other things um, and these internships aren't like when I was here and I was some roofing that I think I did and silt fence and those weren't necessarily internships. Our student athletes are doing internships.
1: Well, it was a really proud season start to finish uh, on the field and courts and wherever else the Yellow Jackets played. Also, we're reaching the end of the fiscal year, which also means the end of your giving. And and we also uh, had some records set in in our fundraising this year. Tell everybody about that.
0: Yeah, so we had a a record year um, with uh, Alexander Tharp, and we're going to end up being, I think, in excess of fifty million dollars. Of course, a lot of that is um, uh, for AI 2020, uh, and so a number of capital projects associated with that fifty million. But a great year. Um, our, our fundraisers did did phenomenal, and our, our supporters um, really stepped up and 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 made it a record setting year in fundraising. Of course, we got a few days left, and. Uh, We're about $250,000 shy of our uh, athletic scholarship fund goal, Um, and so uh, I want to urge all of those listeners that um, we got a couple days left in the fiscal, and and uh, to get those commitments in, I think one of the for those that 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 are interested and do have the wherewithal, a, a, a great way to um, support our scholarship fund is um, through what we call the Everyday Champions uh, Scholarship, and that's essentially a commitment of a full scholarship, which is uh, thirty-two thousand dollars a year over the course of four years. It gets you roughly at a. Um, uh, we're 125,000 over five years, and um, and uh, you actually know who your scholarship uh, recipient is. It's similar to an endowment, however, um, uh, where where your you and um, and your the, your identified student athlete actually they know who's supporting them, and, and you know who you're supporting. Uh, as a uh, department, um, we actually uh, have an Everyday Champion Scholarship um, for uh, that um, our uh, staff are ha- funding, and we just happen to have um, uh, Janine Williams, who um, is an All-American, uh, came fourth at the nationals in the, in the in the 110 hurdles, uh, is majoring in biochemistry. Uh, will be going to med school after the Olympics because obviously she'll be training for the Olympics uh, prior to there, prior, prior to that. Um, but uh, we got some remarkable student-athletes um, that are doing phenomenal things, and so I, I would urge people that have an interest um, and the wherewithal that uh, the Everyday Champion Scholarship is obviously a, a great way to... Um, Support a young man or a young woman in acquiring one of the greatest educations you can at, at, a, at a phenomenal institution. Um, however, uh, regardless of the number of zeros on the check, we'll take them all. And nickels and dimes get us there, too. And so um, just want to urge everybody that... Uh, that um, has an interest in supporting us to do so over the next couple of days and and that way we can get to our uh, scholarship
1: goal all right there you go you heard it from the man himself summers a good time to catch your breath in athletics however briefly that might be. Uh, and reflect on various things around the athletic department and various issues. Uh, There's a term that you've used here internally, Todd, that I want to kind of bring into the light of the Toddcast, and that, you know, one of your phrases is we develop the young people who will change the world, but also another phrase that you like to utilize is building a better student athlete, and that is at the core of your belief system for leading this athletic department. We've heard it a lot inside the GTAA, Georgia Tech fans, maybe less so. Explain what you mean by that concept of building a better student athlete, what that all entails.
0: Well, I think it goes back to really uh, the total person program, my experience. Uh, We're in a very unique position in higher ed in that in athletics, we have a lot of influence over our student athletes. In fact, you know, we have both a carrot and a stick. They, they want to play their, their sport, and, and because they want to play a game, they'll do almost anything that we ask them to do. So I believe it's our responsibility to push these young people to become more than what they think is possible. And, um, and so through the total person program, through academic support, through what we do with them on the field and in their, in their respective sports, um, we're in a position to, to really make uh, what we call the everyday champion uh, scholar-athlete, but build a better student-athlete because we're able to. Um, you know, knock them down and have them get back up and, and push through adversity and, and work in teams and work in a diverse work environment and uh, do internships and go to Puerto Rico and, and, and uh, help rebuild houses. And, and, and because of the, the opportunities that we have to really influence what these young people do, we can help them maximize potential that they don't even know they have. And so, the idea of building a better student athlete, uh, in my mind, is in every aspect of what they do. Obviously, we want to take that freshman and over the course of their um, three, four, five years here, regardless of how many stars they came in with, we want them leaving as a five star. And I look at somebody like Josh Okogi as a Prime example of um, of what we talk about when we're uh, talk about building a better student athlete from the athletic standpoint. But even beyond, but, and then there's the academic standpoint how do we maximize what they can do at, uh, academically? Um, and um, I think our statistics, you know, all speak for themselves. And then because of Dr. Homer Rice's vision at Georgia Tech, we focus not only on academics and athletics, but how do we build a better citizen, a better parent, a, 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 a leader, a community leader? How do, we, how do we develop a young person that's going to give back to the community, that's going to use their platform to do good things and ultimately be able to support them and their families? And so That's what kind of where I come from when I talk about the everyday champion, the build a better
1: student athlete. You said that Georgia Tech is a developmental program. In sports, depending on the context, developmental can be seen as a pejorative. You don't believe that. You believe Georgia Tech being a developmental program is what Georgia Tech ought to be about. Explain that for everybody. Well, I, I think
0: that one of the things that separates us uh, is that if you come to Georgia Tech, we are going to make you better than when you got here. And so from an athletic standpoint, we're going to use the assets that we have, the science, the technology, the research that's going on on this campus uh, to our advantage. And of course, there's so many things that we're doing right now through analytics and partnering with faculty on campus and research and. And I, I think a great example of that is over the last couple of years is uh, Ben Lammers, um, chronically dehydrated. Uh, one because he did you know, he was playing forty minutes a game and uh, and he, anybody that watched him play knew that he was about. He looked like he was about ready to drop at the end of every well, one he, of them.
1: You know, he might have looked like he was ready to drop, but he was also the only person with like less expression on his face during a basketball <laughs> yeah. game than Kawhi Leonard. Whenever I saw Kawhi Leonard in the NBA Finals, I'm like, <laughs> I've seen that face before. It was Ben Lammers.
0: Yeah, but and yeah. so, what, so we, what, what we did with Ben is we, we partnered with um, – a uh, faculty member on, on campus, Dr. Uh, Mindy Millard Stafford, who whose research is in hydration. And we worked on, and she worked on, how do we get Ben rehydrated as quickly as possible. Um, and uh, of course, in football now, the analytics they're using with the catapult system and and determining uh, every student athlete's workload and what they can handle and what, at what ratio they should be at every day um, in practice. And they're actually building their practices around that. Those are all things that we're using now to build a better student athlete. And the idea is that while um, we may not get um, uh, you know, the, the, the one-and-done type student-athlete because, uh, quite frankly, if, um, uh, if you're only going to spend six months on campus, and um, I don't know if Georgia Tech's going to be the best place for you. Um, but the idea is that we're going to attract those student athletes that are trying to be pros that see that when they come here over the next one, two, three, four, five years, however long they're here, um, they're going to get better, and we're going to we're going to put them in a position to um, to to uh, move on to the professional ranks in what in their respective sport.
1: Phyllis Labaugh in academic services gave you some interesting statistics about. Georgia Tech student athletes and their progression in the classroom from when they arrive as freshmen to seniors. You told this to us as a staff last week. I know you don't have the specific numbers in front of us, but tell everybody else because sure. I, I think this is really interesting.
0: Yeah. What um, What we did was we broke down our uh, our GPAs um, based on class. So um, and, and we compared uh, the student athlete. GPA average GPA to the student body average GPA and so what it and and since we broke it down by class we could see okay what happens with our freshmen sophomores juniors and seniors and uh, uh, what um, what our our um, basically what it showed was is that, yeah, no, at that freshman year, our student athletes do give up some GPA compared to the the average um, uh, Georgia Tech student, which, of course, everybody knows the average Georgia Tech student is pretty extraordinary. Uh, but what it did, did show that o- over the course of the four years being here, um, that we closed the gap. So... I think on the, uh, as freshmen, um, we're about, we get, we average, um, uh, I, I think it's in the 2.7 range, and Georgia Tech's average uh, freshman GPA is um, 3.25. But by the time we're seniors, our student athlete closes that gap um, to uh, 0.08. But what's even more remarkable about, this, um, about these statistics is 30% of our student athletes are engineers. And we, when we compare the Georgia Tech student athlete engineer to the Georgia Tech student engineer, and we all know that these are the best engineering students in the world, we once again start by giving up a gap on the freshman, uh, the freshman year. But by the time our student-athletes are seniors, they actually pass the um, general student body Mm. um, as far as GPA is concerned. So Phyllis LeBas and and her staff of advisors, the total person program, um, and everybody engaged in the um, student-athlete development and support programming. Uh, is doing an incredible job because when the Georgia Tech student athletes that are engineers are actually exceeding the student, um, the engineering students here at Georgia Tech, that is unbelievable.
1: It's not like they're in you know broadcasting major, yeah, you know, something easy <laughs> like that. Hey, uh, you said it, I didn't. Yeah, no, I know, I know I said it, <laughs> and I mean every word of it. Uh, speaking of broadcasts, ACC Network, and yes. uh, that drumbeat continues to grow for the launch of ACC Network. And you've seen the messaging certainly on ramlinrec.com and on social media and elsewhere to make sure you're contacting your cable providers so that you don't get left in the dark when Georgia Tech opens the ACC Network with its football game versus Clemson on August 29th. Uh, what can you tell us about, you know, where? where? Where we are right now, a little more than two months from launch with the ACC Network, and what Georgia Tech fans can do to make sure that, come Tommy's leather on August 29th, they've got ACC Network on their screen.
0: So everybody needs to go to um, getaccn.com, and and uh, because obviously you got to put in your zip code, and and uh, because. everywhere has different uh, cable companies that either are going to have it or aren't going to have it. And um, so we're really pushing everybody to to make sure that they know um, whether they have it or not. And if you don't have it, um, we need them to be reaching out to their cable provider to um, uh, let them know that they want the ACC network. Of course, from a conference standpoint, and ESPN, who's our partner in this venture, um, they are pushing these cable companies um, from their end to try and uh, get the ACC network negotiated into their cable packages. Uh, the challenge is that a number is that a number of um, major carriers, uh their uh, contracts aren't up with, um, with Disney, of which we'll be part of the Disney uh, family um, for, you know, a year, two years, three years down the road. And so we're having to negotiate specifically w- for the ACC network as a standalone as opposed to part of a, a, a bigger bundle mm-hmm. of, of channels. And um, cable companies are going to be reluctant to do that, and just
1: with just one channel, as with one to channel,
0: market. yeah, they're not because they don't have to do that. They've already got a contract with Disney, which gets them all the ESPN uh, channels and the Disney channels and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it won't get them the ACC network channel, and so that's why we need our our, our fans, and of course the fans of all ACC schools right now. To make sure that they've got it, and if they don't have it, um, if they don't have access to it through their cable provider, that they make sure that their cable v- provider hears loud and clear um, that they want the ACC network. Or um, Georgia Tech, Clemson on August 29th will be dark mm. um, unless you can get the ACC network. In fact. Um, and then the next week we play USF, and we're also on the ACC network. The thing about the AC- ACC network is, it's um, it, it's it's uh, not going to be just um, you know tier three or four uh, type games and programming. I mean, you're going to have a, a smattering of uh, some of the biggest ACC games uh, in. Uh, uh, throughout the year in all sports and so it, it's, it's, um, it's not random that uh, Georgia Tech and Clemson are the first game um, on uh, the ACC Network and in fact that game was targeted three years ago uh, not really knowing that Clemson would be the defending national champion but knowing that Georgia Tech Clemson is a huge draw a huge game and so that's why it was moved to the first game of the season specifically to open up the ACC network. So it's really important that everybody makes sure that their cable provider knows that they want this channel.
1: And people might be hearing this and thinking, "Oh, well, it's okay if it's not part of my cable package because I can just watch the game, you know, on my tablet or on my phone." But remember, if your cable provider does not have ACC network, then you're not going to be able to watch it on, say, the Watch ESPN app. And so. Everybody's got to be pulling on this same rope and making sure that their provider, if they haven't already agreed to to air ACC Network, they better do so. So we'll give the information again. Uh, Go to GetACCN.com. And when you're at GetACCN.com, go to the bottom of the page. To register as someone who wants ACC Network, because we don't want anybody to be uh, left in the dark. Come Tommy Sleather, either when it launches August 22nd or when Georgia Tech takes on Clemson on uh, the 29th. Okay, you'd mentioned the USF Georgia Tech game. That'll be the home opener at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Give us an update on season tickets. Where we stand right now, heading into the month of July.
0: We're uh, we we've had a strong uh, spring uh, as far as uh, season tickets concerned. Uh, we're definitely, uh, you know, going to far surpass what we did last year uh, for new season ticket buyers. Uh, you know, obviously the excitement with um, Jeff Collins and, and uh, Georgia Tech football in general um, is uh, pushing a lot of lapsed uh, season ticket holders to come back into the fold. So uh, we're uh, definitely trending in the right um, in in the right direction uh and we got to just continue to push um you know continue to push uh season tickets and um and of course uh single game tickets uh are are gonna go on sale in late july um for all games except the georgia game um which uh, won't go on sale until probably sometime in september but um the, uh, the best seats and the best value is obviously going to be through season tickets. There
1: you go. So get on that line. Get on, your, uh, on the website. Make sure you get your season tickets before time runs out. We had to get you on Waffle House Wednesday with Roddy Jones, by the way. I think it might be limited to just Jeff's coaching staff, but hey, you, you'd have a cameo. I mean, you are the AD. You could probably pull that rank.
0: I could do that. Well, I don't necessarily need to pull rank. I'm sure that, you know, I could just
1: ask. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Being as you are from Ontario Province, we can make it a Tim Horton Tuesday. We just got to have a Tim Horton somewhere here in Atlanta.
0: Well, I've been pushing for Tim
1: Horton. Oh and, man, I know, I know.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, and I, I don't even think it matters whether there's a Tim Hortons in Atlanta or not. I think just the idea of, you know, uh, placating to the Canadians that may be tuning into the
1: games. How, is good how many Canadian expats do you figure are in Metro Atlanta, and have you met them? How many have you met since you came back?
0: Uh, I don't know that I've met a lot of them, but I know that there are a lot here, and um, I do get invited to the Canadian consulate. Um, really? For in fact, I've I've been invited to Canada Day celebration at uh, with the Canadian consulate here uh, in Atlanta. In, here in Atlanta, so somehow I got on a mailing list, and <laughs> they know where I live. So uh, I've been uh, I get invited to a lot of. Um, uh, uh, Canadian type activities.
1: Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fill in the blanks on what those (laughs) Canadian type activities might be. Hey, the,
0: and the cool thing is when you go to a, uh, a function at, um, the Canadian consulate, it is all Canadian. And so the uh, the beverages are Canadian.
1: You mm. again. You can use your imagination what yeah. those beverages are.
0: Yeah. So it is. Uh, it's definitely worthwhile. A taste of the motherland. All
1: right. Well, once again, uh, in a future edition of the podcast, we'll make sure to open it up for your questions as well. So get those in uh, on Twitter at GT Todd Sansbury at Andy Demetra. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you like, you listen, you subscribe. Make sure you contact your cable provider so that they are carrying ACC Network. That is your homework as we leave you on this month's. Edition of the Toddcast. How we appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Todd Stansbury. I'm Andy Dematcher We'll talk to you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Toddcast. The Todd Stansbury podcast is a presentation of RamblinWreck.com. Go Jackets!